You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Locker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And it is Wednesday, September 28th, 9.04 p.m. here in Springfield, USA. And it's a good day. It's a good week. The Cats are 3-1. and one. They just beat number 6 OU in Norman. And we are having a good time this week being a K-State fan. Matt, how are we doing this fine evening? Well, it's hump day. Um, it's halfway to the weekend. Um, I need to start making a new um, signature saying since we're doing these on Wednesdays now. <laughs> so I'm going to think of one, hopefully. But no, everything, it's been, a, I'll be honest, it's been a long week. Uh, uh, it's been, work's been busy. Um, just ready, kind of ready for a little break. Hey, you can still say it's almost the weekend because the listeners will listen to it on Thursday, you know, Thursday, Thursday morning. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> It used to be they'd listen to it on Friday and it basically was the weekend. So you can keep saying yeah. if you want. Or you yeah. can just say it's we're humping the weekend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're humping the weekend. <laughs> Leap that out. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's just go. Let's just jump right into it. Let's give it a little rundown. Any shout outs real quick? I'm going to shout out AJ Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's I don't played think his there's be- anybody better. <laughs> no, he played his best game of his career. It was um i was in shock i was in shock probably all day sunday still no i on sunday i was uh i was watching the nfl and quite quite frankly i i was talking to my brother on the phone we were playing video games together and i just i couldn't stop talking about it and he's just like dude that was like yesterday quit you know why are you so excited still and i was like because we freaking should not have won that game (laughs) No, and this, this, I mean, the thing that we talked about over the course of this week, K State never, they never trailed. Right. So Um, they just played really good ball. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into that. Um, K State with the victory over OU last um, Saturday in Norman. Very surprising by, you know, both of me and, and Matt's predictions i mean me and you both had k-state losing that game you know it, it hurts me to say that we did have them losing and i think i think rightfully so after what we saw against tulane and but i'm very i'm i'm happy that that they were capable of turning things around and my brother probably gave me the best advice and anybody who's predicting college football is you can't you can't predict you can't predict um, a college football game based off the last week last week's result, basically because it's like it's like pulling the lever on a slot machine. Anything can happen any given day. Uh, I mean, just think about last year, KU. They almost beat OU at home. They beat Texas. I mean, anything can happen any given day. And, and hats off to them for being four zero. I know a lot of controversy there, and we might jump into that later. But but like if you think about it, K State how badly they played against Tulane and just to be able to turn things around so quickly against OU is, is amazing. And I love it. And I, and the ship, the ship has been righted. We can, we can at least say we know what their best is so far. We still have eight games left and, but we also seen them probably at their worst. 
So what I yeah. want to know is how consistent are they going to stay? Because they have a chance right now. I mean, the Big 12 is wide open. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. It is wide open, probably as wide open as been in years, years. And Adrian Martinez, we can see what he probably wanted to always play like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and he just – he had – so much confidence, so 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 much confidence. I, I don't think he ever had that much confidence in Nebraska ever. And even this year, it took him until week four at OU on the big stage at seven o'clock on a Saturday night in Norman, Oklahoma, and he chose the right night to sh- to just ball out. And I think that's, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what we talked about last week. I mean. We scored 14 K State scored 14 points within you know the first what six, seven minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And that is that's something that we covered last week in our keys. Like I think I remember saying, you know, instead of instead of controlling the clock throughout the game, just go out and have a shootout, just score as many points as possible. And and I mean, what did Adrian end up ha- having? Five touchdowns? Five total touchdowns, four rushing, one passing. And even his throws, I mean, you talk about his, he was his on the money. rushing touchdowns. Oh, my god! Those gosh. two drops that came I – mean, granted, they were hard balls to catch. They were out on the money, one right over his head. He, to, he threw it. Yeah. Yeah, he threw it fantastic. And let's let's talk about the receivers because, I mean, beside those two drops from Cade Warner, I mean, he still had three receptions. Granted, those two balls to uh, to him were were tough catches, I will say, but catchable, catchable. Yeah. Um, Malik Knowles, four catches for 52 yards, and he had that fantastic touchdown catch on the goal line. Um, I think that's probably um, one of the few times we've seen him, you know, and he, of course he's a fantastic receiver. He always has been, but mm-hmm. there's there's been that stigma behind him where he can't make those tough catches in traffic or um, those big-time catches. You know, he was always able to break a run for a punt, a punt return or a kick return. Um, a, a break a, a jet sweep for a touchdown, but making that clutch catch in traffic was always something that kind of haunted, shadowed him a little bit. Phillip mm-hmm. Brooks had a great game. Um, oh, and speaking of Malik, he had a pretty big return there after I think uh, that helped us yeah. after a score. Mm-hmm. That was huge. And the thing I liked that, that people that I mean, people that aren't that big in the football, but obviously still K State fans, K State responded. Whenever Oklahoma punched them back. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was great to see. They never got, they just stayed poised. They just even keeled the whole game. And, and the defense, uh, let's, let's finish up talking about the offense and then we can move on to the defense. Yeah. Uh, ben Sinnott had four catches. He was a yards, stud. He was a stud. And as a tight end. All, all game, he was just carrying guys on his back. I couldn't mm. believe um, how tough of a time. That OU was having uh, bringing down K State, and quite frankly, I don't. OU's defense did not look great. I will say mm-hmm. they had a lot of missed tackles. Um, they didn't get to the quarterback once, and that's probably more so on K State's offensive line more so than their defense. K State's offensive line played fantastic. Task. They probably they probably had a long week last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, for sure, and 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 that helped. Adrian as well. Adrian had all day to throw. He made mm-hmm. so many great throws. Um, 21 for 34, 234 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's only his second touchdown he threw all year. He's only thrown for two touchdowns. But, I mean, that's mm-hmm. all we need him to do. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and he also he also still he rushed for 148 yards on 21 carries. Deuce Vaughn rushed for 25 carry. I mean, he 20 116 yards on 25 carries. Deuce Vaughn really just he was just pound the rock guy the whole night. Just softened up that belly. Just pound, pound, pound. Well, and it kind of opened up for him throughout the game too. I feel yeah. like those first couple of possessions they would give it to him up the middle, and he had nowhere to go. Yeah, and that's they... partly what we talked about last week with passing they're gonna, gonna stack, open it up they're gonna stack the box and and of course we finally started throwing the ball and adrian made some really good throws and then all of a sudden now there's a gap there for deuce to break off a 30 yard run and yeah. like what what did we talk about again last week who's gonna beat ou they were not gonna let deuce vaughn beat him you but know, guess who stepped up guess adrian, who took that spot adrian, adrian freaking martinez did fantastic um, I hope he just plays consistent throughout the season. If he plays, if he plays somewhere, he's not gonna. Let's be honest, he's gonna he's gonna throw it. He's gonna throw some interceptions this season. He's, he's yeah. a quarterback. Every quarterback yeah. does. But if he just plays somewhat like he did in Oklahoma, we we could be in Arlington in, in December. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, like you said earlier, the Big Twelve is wide open. You got. KU, Baylor, K-State, and Texas Tech are all 1-0 in the Big 12. OSU and TCU haven't played yet. And then Iowa State, OU, Texas, and West Virginia all 0-1 in the Big 12. And the big ones, obviously, OU and and Texas, and even Iowa State. Um, Iowa State, uh, what was their final score? They should have beat Baylor. They lost 31-24 at home, mind you. And so Arlington is looking very good. and the real test on the offense, obviously, and for Adrian, and you kind of alluded to it, is now we have eight games left. Can the offense and can Adrian Martinez consistently come out and put up 30-plus points every single week, be efficient, lo- uh, you know, low amount of penalties? I don't think we had many penalties that no, last week either, no. which, helped, which was outstanding. And... um. Oh, you on the other side, they had a ton of penalties. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's and just like the old Brent Venables, if you noticed, every he, Bill Snyder did the same thing. Every time there's a penalty, he wrote it down. Mm-hmm. So we got a little, we got a little tree going. But um, I just want to say something against Tulane. We were three for fifteen on first down, on third down. This week we were eight for seventeen, two for two on fourth down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a difference. Oh, it's the difference in the ball and the difference uh, in ball games and throwing it. And Matt, guess guess what? They ran your favorite play. They ran quarterback sneak twice and it worked. If it doesn't work the first time, you just fall forward again. You're obviously gonna get another half yard. So and Adrian, Adrian really like he used his body. I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw him on TV. He really could tell how big he was mm-hmm. um, sneaking it, like just jumping over the line, using his athletic athleticism and size, and. Uh, and that's how you get first downs. And guy, you can just you can tell, you know, last last week against Tulane, they had maybe 350 total yards of offense. Maybe they had 509 yards of total offense. Not as many as OU, but however, the eight for 17 on third down, two for two on fourth down. When you keep those drives alive, especially when you're moving down the field and you got third and one on the 50 yard line, the 40 yard line. You know, if you keep those drives moving, you at least get a field goal, if not touchdowns, and points are points. I mean, you got to score points in the Big 12. 
And we flat out warmed down. Time of possession was 35 minutes compared to Oklahoma's 24 minute time of possession. We just kind of just warmed down, and I think we out hit them too. Oh, for sure. And uh, let's go and let's go. Let's talk about the defense. Defense was. I know Chris Kleiman said in one of his press conferences that the defense could have played better. Um, however, I th- I think I agree with him to a point, but also OU is going to score. Yeah, they're go. I told. I mean, just like me and you were talking, like oh, when we're up fourteen other, Oklahoma's going to make a run. They just yeah. are. Yeah, and uh, you can't hold them. I mean, obviously you can't hold them to zero points, but like they made the big stop when they needed to. Yeah, and quite frankly, you know, OU shot themselves in the foot a fair amount by getting the delay game penalty and the uh, false starts on fourth and one to where they had to punt it in the end anyway. Um, part of it though was, and uh, Kellis Robinette kept tweeting it out on on Twitter was uh, <laughs> on on one of those fourth downs that OU decided to make a late substitution, and then the rule by rule you have to give the other team a chance for to get a substitution, a guy on and a guy off the field. And I think K-State took advantage of this. They took um, their time. Exactly. And it it ran uh, – it was Cody Stufflebean and I think – Nate Matlack. Yeah, Nate Matlack. And uh, um, Stufflebean and Nate Matlack both took their times coming on and off the field, left about five seconds on the play clock, which led to a delay of game. And this is great coaching. That was crucial. Game I mean, management. That, it was incredible because um, – you know, I think I think that was the second quarter. Am I wrong? Because I think I think OU was going down, and they were going to either tie it or take the lead. And mm-hmm. and you even mentioned it before the podcast. OU never had the lead one time. No, no. They K-State, tied it once. K State took out uh, took out to the that fourteen zero lead, and then they tied it at fourteen. But other than that, it was um. I mean, you're right. They only they tied it at 14 in case they had to lead the rest of the game. That's wild. Never, I, I like after, and again, like you can't judge each game week to week. But after that two lane game, I really did not see this game going this way. No, and not even close. This just proves the resiliency, resiliency, the stoutness of this team, the ability to bounce back, and let's see what they can do moving forward in the Big 12 play and. Hats off to the defense for making those stops and the hands team. Cade Warner did get that onside kick to seal the deal. Um, play the game for sure. Um, third and 16, Adrian Martinez using his legs to almost score a touchdown there at the yeah, end. He's fast. That boy can fly. Well, and I was I was at the bar here in Springfield, uh, and I was, I was watching it with this. Uh, I actually went by myself, and um, there were some K-State people at the bar, so I, I hung out with them, and talking to this guy who who went to k-state i think 85 so shout out to you for hanging out and watching the game with me but um he uh we were talking about that play we're like oh crap we're it's third and 16 i mean best case scenario we get five six yards and then punt it yeah and uh and then also we look at the tv and adrian's running for his life about to score a touchdown and we're like (laughs) going crazy at the bar and everybody else at the bar is like who the heck are these guys? I've, you know, there's not there's K State fans in the area, but there ain't many. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was really cool, and I had I had a lot of fun watching the, that game that night, and and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just uh, now we can see they they had an emotional win, they had a great win. 
how do they handle this different type of adversity? Yeah. Yeah, and, and now we're coming back home against Texas Tech, who is a formidable opponent. Um, they're three and one, one and zero in the conference. Um, but before that, let's go and talk about let's go and talk about the elephant in the room. K State is ranked. Yes. Now, what are what is your thoughts about the whole KU situation? Let's just go and what talk are, about it. What are my thoughts? I yeah. think me and you might have different thoughts. I. I think KU should be given. I think I think they should have been ranked. I mean, they're four now. I mean, granted, have their wins been against somebody? I mean, West Virginia beginning season was all right. Um, Houston was a ranked team coming in. Um, should they've been ranked? I think they should have been at least ranked 25, 24 right now, and but they're at twenty six right now. Um, Definitely, I think if they get to Iowa, if they beat Iowa State, I think it should be ranked high. I mean, higher for considering they get ranked this week. But I think they should give them a chance. Um, I think I thought that I think they should be ranked. Okay, yeah, it, I will say, and I get the other side too. I will say sure. I mean, make them twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole argument, well, well, you guys lost to Tulane at home. Well, I think a, a top five or top 10 win at OU on the road has more value to it, especially because K-State's already started higher up in the rankings just to begin the year. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got to think about it. And they say, well, strength of schedule. It's like, well, K-State's also played a harder strength of schedule. We have the 23rd, the first hardest, schedule. With the 23rd hardest schedule in the nation. K-State has played essentially two SEC schools. Yeah. One being number six OU and the other being, obviously OU is not SEC quite yet. And the other being Missouri, who, you know, granted is an SEC school, but also not a very good SEC school. I will reiterate. Still SEC. They're they're a piss poor excuse for an SEC program. Um, And then you have Tulane, who, of course, we lost at home. Really bad loss. That's not going to drop you to, say, 60 or 70th in the RPI. No. Uh, now, on the other side of things, KU is 4-0, but they've beat West Virginia, who is having a down year, Houston, who was ranked, who, has, who is now 2-2 two and two and has lost two very bad games, Duke, who has played nobody this year, and then the and very – one and of the they, worst I, teams in the, in the nation. One, and they've, they beat one of the worst FCS schools in the nation. Yeah. On top of that, they started in the preseason rankings in, like, 95th place. Yeah. So it's going to take at least one ranked win. And or... Duke, that last drive almost came back and tied it. Exactly. And so, sure, should they be ranked? Okay, I'll give you that. But above K-State, no. Not a chance. The strength of schedules are different. Um, I will give him credit, though. Uh, Daniels is a he's, he's a, a G. Solid, he's a solid quarterback. I'll give him credit. All the credit in the world. Um, but I will say he is their entire offense. I don't think I don't think there's anybody else you can. Lean Devin on Neal's the good. The running back's good. Yeah, but you got to think about it. Last week, though, I mean, who's going to give him the ball? Who's going to be throwing the ball? I mean, who's going to if, if they just if you just He's have good. a running back? Okay, whatever. I'm not. I'm gonna just trying. That. I'm just trying to put. I'm just trying to help him out. You know, I just make Josh you happy. 
well shout out to josh i listened to their podcast this morning it's and this they sound pretty good they're doing they're doing good things so go go listen to their podcast at josh hawks underscore pod on twitter the Give thing, them a shout out since they always shout us out as well. And, so and things could change, but KU's defense needs a lot of work. Oh, for sure, a lot of work. And here's the deal: we'll we'll find out if they're the real deal this week at home versus Iowa State. This is their first real test this year to see whether they're capable of winning more than. And obviously, they beat West Virginia on the road. They beat Houston on the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they need to get one more, and if it's this week, if not this week, then next week, I think against TCU, is that correct? Then I will believe if they're the real deal. If not, then we'll see what happens going on. Um, but room for you, Josh. Happy for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about that Texas Tech game. Now, Texas Tech did come off a big victory um, at home against Texas uh, Texas Longhorns. And I'm happy about that. I think I think us, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State, I think us three fan bases, especially on Twitter, we get along much better than the rest of the Big 12. I mean, what are your thoughts just in that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't I like <laughs> I like Oklahoma State. I like Texas Tech. I think we're all similar similar like fan bases. Um I'm just glad Texas got beat because they think, I mean, they're two and two. Like people had them, so he they even got a first place vote. Like, what's what's the logic behind that? Well, we we literally talked about it before the season. We knew yeah. tech. They, we knew this is was was going to happen going into the season. It was mm-hmm. obvious. It was pertinent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, obviously, one of those losses against Alabama. Um, and now oh, Alabama played like dogs. They should have beat them by way mm-hmm. more. Just like college football is a funny game. Instead of a twelve-game season, there's twelve. There's twelve. What is it? Twelve weeks of one-game seasons. Yeah, that's it, what Clement said. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Just whoever shows up. And um, uh, what was I going to go with that? Texas. And Tech. That, and, oh, in here, here, here's what I'm saying is when when Texas comes to town in Manhattan, um, I can't remember which week that is. K State has to treat it like it's a new game because you remember mm-hmm. what happened last year. Yeah. We got to come out and show out. It's a new new game, a new season. Got to come out and ready to play. Otherwise, we're going to be hurting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's let's go ahead and talk about Texas Tech. Um, K-State, let's go ahead and talk about the spread and the over-under. K-State's favored by eight, and the over-under is 57, according to ESPN. And uh, it's going to be a sold-out crowd, 11 a.m. kickoff at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of games the rest of the season are selling out, so good for – the brand that is Kansas state. Um, they have four home games left this one, um, Texas KU and I want to say Oklahoma state. So, uh, first thoughts going into this game. I mean, what are your, let's just do keys again. I mean, what are your keys? I, um, when Bosco boys, they had, they wanted some keys. So I tweeted at them on mm-hmm. our, uh, locker room. I think Texas tech is a very aerated offense. Uh, I think, I think the defense needs to make them because they're all, they're gonna they're gonna score. They just mm-hmm. are. They're, every they always do. It's Texas Tech. You need to make them drive the length of field. Don't let anybody behind you. Don't give up big plays because when you make them more patient, when they're not used to being patient scoring, they will make mis- your, that will force some interceptions. Oh yeah. And I think if you just slow them down, keep it in front of you as a defense, I think I think we'll beat them. I think we're more physical than them. 
Texas Tech is a very good football team, though. They Their only loss was to number 10, NC State, by 13. NC State uh, looks good this year, too. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be a dogfight again. I think I think here on out, every week is going to be a dogfight. I think the Big, Tw- Big 12 is all even kill this year. I really do. More, It's very competitive from the bottom up. So I think K State will win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'll be honest. I might take the under because maybe this season they always do the over. But last season they always, they, we never got the over. But um, I think K State wins. Thirty-one twenty-seven. Thirty-one twenty-seven. Say so they hit the uh, over last. The over last week. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I will. I will say. Um, Texas Tech, their quarterback has has thrown um, five interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Devon uh, Donovan Smith uh, Brooks is their leading rusher. He's got four touchdowns on thirty nine carries and one hundred sixty eight yards. And Miles Price is their leading receiver, twenty five receptions, two hundred sixty five yards, two touchdowns. Um, based off of history, now K State has won every game since 2011 except for 2015. So K State kind of owns the series, the all time series. K State leads it 13 to 9. And I fully expect a lot of these games have been comeback victories, especially the last three or so years. Yeah. Um, and obviously last year as well. I mean, we were irate during that game, <laughs> uh, watching it on TV down in Lubbock. Um, but I'm glad it's back in Manhattan. Um, their quarterback is prone to throw interceptions. Um, K State has scored uh, besides the uh, Texas Tech game, or besides the uh, Tulane game. K State has scored thirty plus points in every single game. Um, Texas Texas Tech has scored sixty three, thirty three, fourteen, and thirty seven. I expect it to be, you know, another hard fought game. But let's. I, I, my defensive key is to force their quarterback just to throw more interceptions. They're going to go, they're going to be going, you know, classic Texas tech offense going as fast as possible, force them to make mistakes. When you start going too fast, that's when you start making mistakes. You lose control of your, of what you're doing. Um, And I think, I think it's going to be a little bit, I mean, what did you say? 34, 27. I said 31, 27, 31, 27. Okay. I think it's going to be, um, I think K state's offense is going to stay, ready to go. The crowd's going to be into it. It's 11 o'clock game. Um, I'm going to go 35, 21. Wow. No field goals, huh? No field goals. <laughs> right. And, and uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Tennant. Yeah. Um, good for him. He, he didn't went, miss uh, two for two last week. Yeah. Is that right? So, yeah. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Let's get the update of um, our our um, season prediction uh, last week, I won by six points. And so now you are ahead by three points. Uh, I had 24 points and you had 30. So now the total score is 111 to 108. And Matt is ahead by three after four games. We got a dog fight on our hands. Yes, sir. What'd you say again? 34, 31, 27. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, K State's at home. Over under is what did I say? 58? 57? It's a 57. And the um, spread is K State's favored by eight. And um, are you going to make some bets this weekend? Any locks of the week? I like how Josh does the 
locks of the week. <laughs> but I, uh, I haven't looked at I haven't looked at anything. So I don't know. I don't dude, know. Well, let's make. What do you think? Of the, I gotta ask you the KU Iowa State game. What's your prediction? I think, uh, dude. I don't know. It's a toss I mean, up. It is. Legit I, I, I really think it is. But you know, Iowa State did did give Baylor kind of a run for their money, even though they ended up losing at home. I mean, it, it's it's probably one of those situations where Iowa State loses two games in a row. I mean, I I almost think KU is going to win that game like 24-21. Me too. I think I think they'll win thirty one twenty eight. Dang, you think it's gonna be like a little higher scoring? All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, K, I mean they can't both can't. I mean, KU can't stop anybody. I will say that's true. <laughs> I will say um, we were talking about this earlier today. Um, I'm kind of wouldn't it be hilarious if uh, K State and KU somehow matched up in the Big Twelve championship game? That'd be awesome. <laughs> both both go undefeated in the regular season, except we beat them in Week Twelve. <laughs> I, yeah, I at least want to. I at least want a ranked matchup in Manhattan on November twenty sixth. You know, you know how you know how crazy that would be. No matter, it wouldn't matter how cold it would be because that's gonna be a, no. a November game. Bring the bring the propane heaters, man. Propane heaters and fireball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get the get the grills rolling and. Oh man, I'm excited. Josh already got us tickets, so mm-hmm. we were texting him him earlier today. So I'm I'm excited, and me and Matt are going up to the game this weekend, and. 11 o'clock kickoff. Are you excited for an early tailgate? First one? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> that, that we're going to anyway. Yes. It's so, going to be difficult, but yes. Did you hear? Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, the OU game, when you were watching it on TV, how annoying were those strobe lights? I know Fitz talked about it on his walk. I saw. I mean, didn't Nebraska kind of do, or Michigan during the Nebraska game kind of do the same thing? I, I think so, but I just feel like it wasn't to the extent, and a lot of K-State fans who were at the game were saying it was incredibly obnoxious. Oh, really? Like, like did you see Ty, Ty Zedner was literally complaining to the ref right before a kickoff because – He can't sta- see the ball. He couldn't – yeah, he was staring right into it. They were – and then, like, the PA announcer was, Talk. like, yelling in – or talking into the microphone mm-hmm. as plays were going on. And, and uh, I don't know, it's kind of a one-off topic, but – Still, like when I was watching it on TV, like it's cool, but like you can't do it for too long, otherwise it's distracting. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But anyway, hey, all you sports and health nerds out there, it's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out EightMinuteFitness.com? There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners, read about the best green superfood, and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Um, NFL? Uh, Chiefs lot. They always lose to the Colts early season. So <laughs> I told, I told you, I told you that the Colts have the Chiefs' number. We talked I do. about that. We, every team has somebody's number. But oh why well. is it the Colts? I don't understand. I think it's just psychological. I mean, they, when Trent Green was quarterback, the Colts always beat us in the playoffs, and we had a good team. And they always. Beat I mean, we beat them. Too. We beat we beat them one year with Mahomes in the playoffs, so that was cool. But that was when they were mm-hmm. really, really that was when they were really really bad. I was at that game. 
me too. It was, it was snowing. snowing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. People were getting kicked off or kicked out of the stadium. Yeah, I know. It was a good one. <laughs> I saw one snowball go all the way from the upper deck all the way down to the field and just nailed a cheerleader in the Really? Head. It was so dangerous. We do not condone that. Don't do that. It was funny, though, I will say. <laughs> um, well, you were at that game with, like, Cody Starkle, right? Yeah, I was, I was with, like, Marcus, yeah. Cody, and Noah and all those guys. Yeah, I went with my brother, so it was kind of a last-minute thing because tickets were so cheap. <laughs> yeah. Tickets were, tickets were, like, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Um, so, yeah, and so the AFC West kind of had, you know, we talked talked it up all preseason how the AFC West was the best conference in football, and then three of the four teams lost. It should have been all, all four teams. Yeah. So. It was a weird... You know what, but I'll be honest, I wasn't that upset with the, I was still like the K-State win and. Mm-hmm. So. No, yeah, I was still, I was still high on, high on Saturday night. So man, that was, it was such a good weekend. It really was. And I, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I really hope that K-State pulls out another victory. I want to see him win, win another game. Yeah. And against, against like a real team, no offense to like you know south dakota but like i haven't been to a game where we've had a big win in a while like last year the last game i went to was i think it was the ou game when we lost and so the last real big victory i've seen it's been a long time Mm -hmm. and of course 2020 you know the second half of the season was miserable (laughs) yeah so and obviously they didn't allow people into the crowd anyway so um let's get a big victory on saturday let's go cats um let's let's come out firing let's some turnovers on defense, sacked the quarterback. Let's get any uh, Felix and you DK Uzama six more sacks like he did last year against Texas Tech. That was, was it against TCU. Ah, against dang TCU. it. Well, he had that safety against Texas, Texas Tech, which turned around that whole game. So mm. let's, let's uh, see what he does um, again this weekend. All right, yeah. man. You ready to wrap this baby up? Yeah. All right. This has been a good podcast. Um, any any uh, any uh, um, other shout outs? Anything you're doing fun this weekend besides <laughs> the game? <laughs> not not really. Just seeing you and might see some family up there or I don't know yet. So sounds Probably good. Seeing the same crew. Yep. And uh, next week we'll, we'll um, I think we'll have to have a get a we'll have to get a um, another guest on too. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a Josh Hawks uh, locker room crossover one of these days and. Should definitely have... do that for the KU game. Oh, for sure, for sure the KU game. But uh, I think I think having a guest on here will be fun again because yeah. we haven't done it for a couple weeks. We had Brick on um, before the Tulane game, so thanks, Brick. Yeah, we're <laughs> not gonna here. have him on again. <laughs> so, okay, let's wrap this baby up. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt, and this has been another edition of the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Have a great Thursday. Have a great rest of your week, and have a great weekend. And go Cats. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.